I Am Not That Podcast presents Uncut. In this edition of Uncut, we actually took it on location, so it's Uncut on Location. And the city is unpaused, the weather has broken, so we took full advantage, could not wait, and we started recording around different park areas in the city. On this specific episode, we were in Riverside Park, um, where you know we also had whatever the activity was going on, doggies stopping by to say hello, and of course I had to stop and greet them, um, passerbys, uh, bike riders, so forth and so on. So um, please enjoy uh, the outside nature of this episode. So, we are enjoying a very lovely day out by the water, um, right around sunset, and wanted to have this be our wonderful backdrop for a wonderful message, I hope. We'll see how wonderful you think it is. But yeah, we have some things we want to say, and uh, yeah. So, basically, um, there's a lot of voices, you know, that are out there, and it's a beautiful thing because I don't think that we have been so vocal um, in a very very long time um, so we wanted to to contribute our voice and and what you know our voice um, represents and so that's why we're doing this show today and thank you for watching Word. so basically you know there's um, in this current time, we're talking about the current topics, you know, with um, the br- the brutal, inhumane death of George Floyd and and, and, and all the other um, lives that were taken. Um, but with that comes along a lot of emotions. And what we have seen, um, and I'm sure everyone who's watching this can attest to this, is a lot of anger. Um, so we wanted to kind of address that um, and how to direct that anger in in a more healthy way that will help bring about permanent change because that's what we want we want the the permanent change not the change to placate us um, so that we can just so they could just stop the violence, so they could just stop the destruction, and we could just get back to our lives, you know. Um, but the type of permanent change that permeates the heart, because that's where the permanence will come into play, when it really, when the heart makes a change. Yeah, and um, to make that kind of a, a shift, sometimes requires uh, different perspectives than are the norm or your personal norm. And it's um, not always an easy thing to even embrace it. Like, it's not my thing, but I'll try something new. Sometimes it's not even easy to do that aspect, but that may be what's required. Because it's like, like, um, like Tess said, like, you know, there's a lot of feelings stirred up. There's a lot of anger and I think, and we think, and you know, that anger is not inappropriate. Um, it's just a matter of the space that we are in 
it's always a matter of that. The space that you're in. You know when you're in a funk, it doesn't matter what you need to do or what you're supposed to be doing or what you wish you were doing or whatever that call you're supposed to make. It doesn't make a difference. If you're in a funk, you're in a certain space. When you're in a better space, everything is most, much more lively and happier and you're like, you know, you, you want to share it, you want to have fun and nothing can ruin that day. Some days are like that where, you know, where it depends on the space that we're in. So that's not different from for for anger even for something that involves so much energy and you know we're not you know we're not going to take this anymore i'm going to let you know about it even if you have that kind of energy it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be delivered with a sense of screw you it's all you know it, it doesn't have to be this we, well, i'm making a separate a separation between myself and you as that i'm screaming on that you ain't nothing and i am something or i'm right and you're wrong whatever the thing that makes you do this whether it's it's you know, well, we're black and then you're white um we're the citizens and you're the police and whatever you set up to be that you you're over here and I'm over here in this and that kind of energy when you deliver your anger like it's against the enemy or against something, you know, it's going to come out a certain kind of way. We're just trying to say and I'll hand the floor over that there are different ways to express anger without it being something that is keeping us divided or that there's no love in the space because anger's in the space. It's not possible to have be angry and have love there or have respect there and it's just not true so so um thank you for that that was um some really great points uh, as usual but okay so there's a couple of things first i just want to highlight you may hear me say lms and hms and the reason why i use those um terms or those acronyms if you will lms stands for low melanins HM stands for high melanins. And the reason why I'm using those because the common denominator is melanin that runs through every single human being on this planet. So it's not so much as black and white because we're not dogs. Dogs have black fur that cannot be negated. Yes, it is pitch black, charcoal black. And then you have your white dogs, um, like a, an American Peonies. You know, the black dog could be a black Labrador. I love dogs. So, you know, the black dog could be a black Labrador. And then you have your American Peonies that's mostly, you know, that's white. And there's even shampoo to keep their coat like nice, bright white, right? We're not that. And the white and black, I want to make that shift because it's so oppositional. It's so separated. When honestly, we're not even separated by skin because we all have the same stuff that makes up skin. Some of us just has a lower um, level of it and some of us have a higher level of it, but we all have it. So my LMs, my low melanins, were what you would call white people, but I will call them the LM group. The HMs, obviously the high melanins is what you call black people, but I will call them the HM group because you have to realize that a lot of other people fall into the HM group, not just blacks, but you have dark-skinned Indians, you have Puerto Ricans, you have, you know, um, some, the other nationalities are not coming to me at this moment, some Muslims, you know, um, 
So it's not just a thing of black and white. Black and white is what has gotten us into this situation where it had to come to the head that it came to in order for us to start having these more progressive conversations. Right. So it's, I just it's like it, it already carries its own kind of baggage and, and, and connotation and it has so much already into it that you it's great that you've actually come up with something that there is a common denominator and we're so so right. there's a connection going on and it's just it looks a little different this way or it looks a little different that way but there's a connection so uh, bravo and brava on uh, <laughs> coming up with something that actually makes that connection happen in a creative way that doesn't carry the old stigmas and baggage in it. So, great. Um, and then the second thing um, that I wanted to point out is, so I, I had to leave Facebook for a little while because I just had to go on my own spiritual journey. I had to just do my own soul searching of where I belong, you know, what's my purpose, who am I? So I took like a three year hiatus from Facebook and so we are out where are we on Riverside Drive Riverside around 70 something street 70th yeah. street 70th right near the boat basin restaurant right yeah it's yeah. a little further up yes yeah, right over there okay so yeah so um the sun has set and so I, it's a lot more activity than it was a little while ago but no not to fret you know it's all invited it's so all welcome we're rolling with it but um anyway so what was I saying <laughs> you were well. We just finished with LMs and HMs, low right. melanin and high melanin, and then we so were moving on. So on my, I, so I had to take a break from Facebook, Facebook. because I had, um, I had to do soul searching. I had to find out like really who am I, um, and so I took like three years off to go on a spiritual journey and do a lot of studying, of different teachings and a lot of work on myself that required that was very painful, um, but it was it was it was it was worth it. It's, you know, sometimes we have to sit in that dark space. We have to explore that dark space. We have to see what that dark space contains. And then we have to expose that dark space. We have to confront it in order to overcome it. Not saying that I'm fully there yet, but I have a strong foundation. So where now I feel like I'm strong enough that I can begin to share. And, um, and hopefully, you know, be, and contribute to the shift that is happening because the shift is here. The shift is definitely here. Um, so if we can put momentum to this spiritual revolution, to the spiritual awakening, because that is what's happening right now. Um, that is, that is like, would be a very auspicious thing. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely available. It's available in HD. It's right, we're at the forefront of it. And a lot of people are feeling that energy and they're ready for making that shift. So a lot of energy is going towards it. So um, keeping that going, everybody is, is helping one way or another. <laughs> um, but we would like to just talk about maybe a different way that's not so common when it comes to anger and how we express it in moments like this. Yeah, this is a very unpopular conversation. And, and basically our whole platform is built on very unpopular conversations. And they're not always going to be easy. And we may propose something that we don't necessarily have the answers to, 
um, but it's something for us to think about. So on my Facebook, I noticed some very angry posts that I just kind of want to review and give a different, hi, we have a friend here, hi, <laughs> um, and then try to give a, a different perspective or a different approach to it. So one of the posts that I read, um, it was from um, a person of the HM group, and she was very angry. We don't have to keep saying that we understand the anger. Like, we, we get it. We understand the anger. Like, enough is enough already. Like, completely. Like, human beings, we need to stop treating each other this way. And if you really look at it, if you look at nature, nothing in nature is designed to treat itself like human beings do. Because human beings, we have disconnected. Um, we have not completely disconnected, but we have disconnected on a level from our true nature, the true nature of ourselves. Um, and so when you look at nature, nothing in nature treats itself like human beings do. And we are a very part of nature. So hopefully we can get back to what the true nature of ourselves is. So um, the post said that, you know, my white friends or my white associates are coming to me asking me, you know, what can they do to help? Um, how can they support? And the person went on to say is, um, stop asking me that. Like, why are you asking me that? You created the problem, so you fix it. You asking me that is like a rapist asking the person that he raped, how can I help you? And um, when I read it, it was very, one, very disturbing for me um, because of my teachings. And, uh, and even though I understand and I can sympathize with it, but it's very divisive. And I remember reading a post years ago and someone said, where are the white people? The white people are not standing up. Like, where are you? Help us, say something, speak up, show up. And then here, we, here it is, we had people of the LM group coming to our aid, asking, what can I do? What do you need me to do? How can I support? And we're shutting them down. So we can have both sides of the coin. Like, which side do we want? Um, and if you notice, it's the same coin. But just which side of it do we want? Do we want their help or we don't want their help? So if the LM comes to you, asking you, you know, and here's the truth of the matter. LMs did not create this. We truly all created it together through our collective energy. And it's really, really hard to understand that, to receive that, to digest that. But if you understand how the universal energy works, it works off of vibrational, energetic thoughts. And those thoughts becomes, becomes beliefs. And then those beliefs reverberate out into the universe and the universe bounces back those beliefs into events. So in this society, we are so 
trained and conditioned to be divided and to live under the delusion of separation that we create these events over and over and over. So we have no other choice but to experience what our beliefs are. Just wanted to say that. So getting back to the, the anger. So if, you, you know, what's really required in this time is compassion for everyone because honestly and truly, like right now, I see, and you can chime in too, and because I don't know if you are noticing the same thing, but I am seeing such an integration of, of hues of skin color. I mean, every single day I'm seeing a mixture of somebody from the LM group hanging out with somebody from the HM group. I mean, you know, it's, it's so not about the skin. The skin color really has no um, significance in our relationships because you know what does? It's the love and the connection and the energetic companionship. Hmm. And the skin color becomes very insignificant. Did you want to say something? Um, only when you have completed your thoughts. I'm, oh. I'm listening and I'm, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Whenever you... <laughs> okay. So, um, so the compassion component of it because we talked about permanent change. And, and permanent change requires compassion. Really? It requires an open heart. And Ram Dass um, had a quote. He was speaking on um, fear. No, not this podcast. He was speaking on anger extensively in this podcast. And it was something he was saying about anger. Like, anger is not a bad thing. Anger is a natural emotion. Like all the emotions that we have are very natural. Um, they're existential to human beings. Like they're, you know, it's just what we were wired with. But it's how we channel the emotions is what affects the shift and the change of whatever we are emotional about. So he was saying, talking about anger and in his talk about it, he said, if my heart is open, they can change that much faster. So he was talking about having anger towards someone is not bad. That's nothing that we should try to not have um, because it's a very natural thing. But having anger with someone with a closed heart, that is where we will remain in the same place. That situation that we were angry about, if we use our anger with a closed heart, it keeps you in inertia. And in that inertia, the same story keeps repeating itself over and over and over. But if you have anger with an open heart, if you have anger that is driven by love because you want this change to happen, because this change may not be good for your relationship, for your co-workers, for mankind, whatever it is. So if that anger is driven by love, is driven and is um, dictated with an open heart, then whatever you wanted to change or whoever you wanted to change, that person or that thing can change that much faster with an open heart.
I think I'm going to stop there and let my co-host um, take over. Um, that is uh, certainly a mouthful right there to do something that has the energy of anger and actually do it with an open heart. You know, there I'm sure are those of you who are like, uh, the actual definition of anger is my heart is closed and fuck you. And that's what, you know, that's, that's how I feel right now because my anger, you know, so it's hard to see how they actually can occupy the same space. Um, we'll we get into open heart and what does that mean? to have one what is what are you saying i gotta be happy while i'm angry what are you like, what is that what's the what are we even talking about well there is no singular definition of having an open heart it's whatever that means for you so it's something for you to ultimately figure out but um i can i'll lend an example uh, and i'm sure some of you have done it before like just bullshitting that you're angry at people and they can tell you're not they know you're not. You're like, you're, you're totally like, I ain't gonna stand for this no more. You know, you're, you're, you're giving the energy off it. They're like, I don't feel the part of it that's closing me up when you deliver that. So I know it's like more on the lighter side. Um, those kind of things have happened with a lot of people. And personally, um, I have, I, I saw, it was a very, interesting moment because it doesn't happen a lot <laughs> so it stands out in my mind because I've been just regular angry so many times and I got so much anger myself to deal with that you know I don't I haven't practiced it as much as I want to but since I have experienced it it's like you know what it is possible though like I've had a situation with my daughter at one point and she was basically what you would call as a parent fucking up she was fucking up she was doing she wasn't doing what she's supposed to be doing but I was in such a space at the time that didn't involve the discipline and the and the <laughs> hammer coming down I wasn't there but it did call for it I was like oh but I can't just because I'm feeling all in this different kind of space than normal doesn't mean I gotta let this slide as a parenting moment so I had to deliver the energy without the smiling and the smirking none of that stuff like deliver the energy of startling her of hey you know like laying the hammer down but it's more like laying the love hammer down in a sense more than it is my normal angry hammer when i really get pissed at you know my kids and i just let them have it, it that's not there i'm like totally going in on them and being very frustrated and getting caught up in my <clears throat> anger moment of just like i'm i'm not i'm not trying to do what we're talking about i'm just invested in like yo i'm just they're just pissing me off right now and that's where i'm at but this particular moment was totally different. I was aware of what I was doing. I was aware that I was giving out this energy, but I didn't have that that funk behind it of screw you, I'm so pissed at you, all that, all of that. I still had the I love you, but I gotta correct you on this. And what's the difference? I mean, either way, they can get startled by it because it's not a fake thing. I'm talking about really going in, but I'm not really there. I'm not invested in it. I see later, a little bit after the, after that moment, that uh, it was received differently. The bounce back of how we talk after the moments pass, it, I, I see there's joy there. I see that there's something different there. And when it was really the straight up scalding, they're like, you know, 
kind of more insecure or don't want to talk to you or don't want to talk to anybody or they're just in that place of being corrected in a really harsh kind of way. So this translates, no, it's not just like it's parenting. This translates to anger against each other as human beings. You know, one, one you know, you, you have in your mind what are groups and what they look like and you have other ideas in your head of other groups of what you would, and that you identify with, with that. And when you see this happen to that, then you, you know, you have, you have, you're gonna have an emotional response. And I'm not even suggesting to treat cops and this and that and the injustices like I did with the, my daughter moment. I'm just saying to think about that. Think about that there are other ways and you can actually get to the goal that you really want to get to. Because right now the goal is just um, put somebody in jail, you know, put four guys in jail. And that's great to hold people accountable and have them be responsible for their actions that everybody, the whole entire world saw you do, you know, especially that, I mean, even when it's not that, but you know, it's another thing. It's like, we want that outcome but then that doesn't necessarily stop the interaction of, you're just waiting for the next incident to take place. Mm -hmm. So you can put those guys in jail. Mm -hmm. And then, oh, this time it was, it was a white cop with three other dudes. One dude was Brazilian, but the other ones were white. That's all that's important. And it's a white woman too. They all need to get locked up, you know? And when they get locked up, yay! And then we wait for the next incident. So you're not really doing solutions that really help us on a planetary scale as human beings. We're, um, you know, we're putting band-aids. On a bullet wound. We're putting band-aids, yeah, guys are roller, rollerblading by. Yeah, we're putting band-aids on things that happen after the fact, instead of stop the, the shooting, you said the, the bullet wound. Instead of stopping the shooting or, or, or putting it into that part, we're just doing the fixing of the aftermath. And when we get a great result we like, we think that that was something. And then if we don't, we're like, yeah, that was an injustice and that was a double injustice. They didn't even put him in jail. Either way, we wait for the next incident. So just being open-minded to new ways of expression, even in the, with that, with, even in the, con the, the context of anger, it's still worth, it's worth, you know, like just looking into, even if it's not your way, you know, it's worth looking into. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we've, 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 we've talked on, I, I hope you've stayed through for the whole thing. I yeah. believe it was worth there's, it. We there's have some so, great information here. So. There's so much more mm -hmm. um, that we could go into, but we don't want to beat you over the head with it. We want to hopefully allow some things to land <clears throat> and kind of um, <laughs> digest. Um, so we can't give you too much, but I. But in the future, in the very near future, I do want to speak on how it's not about the skin color, and how media is very crafty <laughs> on keeping us right where they have us. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll save that for later. I think this is a good place um, to stop. So thank you for. Thank you. So thank time. you for, <laughs> right, because I met my lips with yours last time. <laughs>
Um, so thank you for watching. And uh, it's our um, podcast. Well, you're probably watching the podcast. So if you will follow us on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. Twitter. I am underscore not that not that I am underscore not that on Twitter yes yeah um, so we are looking to make this a movement mm -hmm. because we are at the cusp of a spiritual awakening mm -hmm. and we want to be there to help usher that in to help nudge us in that direction yeah because and, that and to close off I want you no not close off to close off from the show I want you to just give them a little quick example of I am not that, the that that we keep seeing showing up, and mm -hmm. we are so much more. Right. So we can really get that name of ours. Okay, good idea. Well, I could do that now because I think I forgot what I was going to say. So I am, okay, so that's a good point, they, what he was saying, is that people, you, you, you guys keep seeing our... Um, podcast title I am not that I am not that I am not that like what the hell do they mean um, even if you listen to the first episode um, but that is and the reason and that is also an all lowercase and that is everything that we identify ourselves with that's untrue that is uh, an illusion absolutely um, so we identify ourselves with being a manager of a restaurant but if we're not a manager of a restaurant, then what are we? See, what I do is I play the strip away game, right? So I start with, who am I? I am, I'm Tezra, you know, um, a sister. I'm Tezra, a daughter. I'm Tezra, a restaurant consultant. I'm Tezra, the um, manager of restaurants. I'm Tezra, a yoga teacher, spiritual mentor. I can go on and on and on. Okay, but if I'm not Tezra, the restaurant manager, then who am I? If I'm not touched with a daughter, then I'm still here, but who am I? I'm taking away these labels and these roles that we so closely identify with, and I'm gonna hit you with something very hard, and it's gonna be like, whoa, what the fuck do you mean? So hold on to your chairs, here it comes. I'm, if I'm not Tesra, the restaurant consultant, then who am I? If I'm not Tesra, the yoga instructor, the spiritual mentor, then who am I? If I'm not Tesra, the black woman, then who am I? All of these things that we are are simply the experiences that we are having in this lifetime. But we came from formlessness. So we came with none of those labels, none of those categories, none of those roles. We arrived here with none of those. That's who we are. Still. And that's who we are still, <laughs> exactly. Because we came here from formlessness. And when we leave this physical body, we're not, I'm not taking this black skin with me. I'm not taking my professional titles with me. The only thing I'm taking with me is the essence of who occupied this body. That's who we are. We are pure energy in mm -hmm. our, what did you call it? What's the suit? The Genetic suit. In our genetic suit. right here. 
And so when we begin to free ourselves of the rose, we're still appreciating every physical attribute about ourselves, but we are not identifying with that because when we attach ourselves to that, that is what makes us lose control of who we actually are and makes us lose control of our personality and of our emotions. When we very closely relate, identify, and attach to it, we lose control of it. Yeah, it's not like forget about it, like, oh, forget the bot. No, you know no. You, you know who you are. You know what you look like. You look like, at yourself you know, every day. Yeah, but, you know, you still relate to it. There's an aspect of you that relates to it like it's something that you use, not something that you identify with being it, but you kind of control it. There's an aspect of that for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of names for whatever that is, that awareness you're talking about is. So we're saying when we start to relate to that awareness part of us and not just our genetic suit that we're using to do things in physicality on earth that you want to be a part of earth you got to be able to do things and touch things and you know you got to be able to interact with the stuff so you need a genetic suit and that's what you have is the your awareness going on the thing that does all the thinking and the feeling but while this you control this outward thing so yeah I, i've told you before as of recently i've even doing a, a mental experiment whatever you want to call it just looking at a lot of people and just seeing them just as awareness controlling their own specific genetic suit specifically your 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 post was all beings are stringless puppets of god yes yes i was putting that out there to say that that consciousness that that divine divine divinity that that is all pervasive that that is uh what's the realest aspect of us and everything else is just you know whatever it looks like to you. <clears throat> so in closing for real this time for we're real. really closing for real we had um you know there's you know multiple multiple protests around <clears throat> the city state uh country world world, world. world. and it's such a beautiful thing mm -hmm. because um i'm not going to get into that but anyway so yesterday um, Koa heard a march through Harlem and they were chanting no unity, no peace. And I can actually, that brings me to tears because it moves me so because that is the truth. No unity, no peace. We can't do this separated and divided. It's impossible because that is not the way. Go ahead, what? Uh, well, in the spirit of truth and, and, and lovingness, <laughs> um, I dubbed No Unity, No Peace into the video and gave it my own rendition. I thought I had said that to you. I thought I had said, mm -hmm. that's me doing all the voices, but I used the noise of the outside. You know, that was, that stayed on, but I was the one doing all the talking. Okay. Well... But, that's but, what the that's what the protest should be saying. No right. unity, Uni the unity, no peace. March. So, that's so my it bad. kind of shifts the story a little bit, but yes. we're going to keep going. Yes. Um, but if we could have a protest of no unity, no peace, that is so beautiful. Yeah, so, thank you, thank you so much for being here, for your support. Please continue to support. Please spread the word. Yes. Um, we're going to be, I want to hold workshops of um, how to break the generational stream um, so so we can really start to delve deep into this stuff and really, really go on our, um, embark upon our spiritual awakening. 
undertaken the spiritual revolution. So, everyone, have Bye. a beautiful day, night. We love you. Thank you for listening to an episode of Uncut. And please, please follow us uh, on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. And if you have any comments, we'd love to hear from you. If you want to address anything that you've heard, we'd love to hear from you. And that is I am not that podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.